And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Stephen, and joining me, as always, is the lovely, the talented Kyle Redding. What is going on, everybody? We have a very special episode today. Our good friend Nick Carpenter from Medium Build sits down to talk with us about religion, music, and drugs. Yeah, and you know, you said he was a good friend, which is interesting because before we started recording this podcast... We barely knew the guy. Barely We're best know. friends now. We're best friends. Yeah. I pl- I'm playing chess with the guy online right Are now. Are you? Is yeah. it? Yeah. That's so cool. Man, yeah. So I had met him once, and Kyle had never met him. And we sit down, and as you'll hear in the interview, it feels like a conversation with, between friends that have known each other for a long time. And I'm really excited about it. Um, so without further ado, here's Nick Carpenter from Medium Build. people just like a little rundown of like who you are because we mm. kind of know when we figured it out today and i know you might not know who you are yeah we but. took a deep dive <laughs> yeah. into who nick carpenter is like, beautiful oh. i can't imagine where you started oh and i can't imagine God. where you ended and i love that i think i searched nick carpenter medium build and then Sick. i just like there was a you have a lot of stuff out there like a lot of videos a lot of interviews we got very excited Sick. We're very excited to have you here. So thank you for being here. First yeah, and I'm so excited to be here. I love uh, anyone that does anything above the fucking norm in Anchorage. Literally, mm, I love just that. to do just just more than the bare minimum, right? Yeah, we're, yep. we're trying. We're you guys have about. your SM7s. You got yeah. it. You got it plugged into a mixing board. Yeah. Like, look at us. Just look at us. I don't want to talk look shit on any us. other podcast ever. <laughs> right. But a lot of cats, especially. You know, the the DIY, they just throw the phone in the middle and be like, let's just chat, bro. No oh, worries. Yeah, yeah. I you feel know? like we used to do that, though, because we had a podcast. We well, got to start somewhere. You have ago. to start somewhere. And so we, we, you got to start there. Uh, but then like when we were like, let's that's do how I used to make my song. I was going to yeah, say exactly. And I used to like do it on garage band. I was going to say, you're like, going to piss on garage band. <laughs> no, never. Logic yet? Yeah. never. <laughs> uh, anyway. So like, yeah, we, we worked uh, when we did this podcast, we were like, all right, we gotta, we gotta upgrade our shit. So we did. We're, we're very, so thank you for saying that because uh, we appreciate quality in Alaska. Alaskans are not tone deaf. We, we do like nice things despite we like dynamic belief. mics. We like compressors. Oh, we yeah. love it. We love EQs. We love a quality craft brew. Yes. You know, we love a good cup of coffee. We love that is true. You know, mm-hmm. we love rubber neoprene boots, salmon sister boots. I all do. Those. <laughs> I do. Okay. So my name is Nick Carpenter. I uh, born and raised in Atlanta, but I've had ties to Anchorage since 2009. My brother moved here in 2009. I was 18. He was my older brother. We're just the two of us. So uh, like, he's my hero. He's six and a half years older than me. I literally like he wore Jinkos when he was in ninth oh, grade. I was in Jinko. fourth grade wearing his Jinkos to school. You'd right. Stupid. Oh, not to. And I looked, <laughs> but like, imagine he was like a uh, 175 pound high schooler. Yeah. I was like a 90 pound, f- like fourth grader wearing. You were swimming. His you were swimming. 38 
Yeah, yeah, I was just oh, insane. Yeah. So the, I'm just to, just to paint the level of, of obsession and sort of fandom that I have for my older brother. He moves here. I move here sure. literally within months. So he moves in two months later. I move up. I'm 18. He's 24. I'm like, this place is cold. Yeah. We get, we get jobs busting tables at the moose's tooth. Yeah. We, so wait, you wor- worked at the moose's tooth too. I sure did. Wow, it was my man. first job. I wonder, 2009. If we, I wonder if we just like crossed paths because yeah. I was there right when I turned 20. I was there when I turned 21. So like, which would have been that same time. Yeah. Damn. So like very, very So I worked soon. there August 29, 2009 to February, 2010. I was, Right, probably. I think I started working there in 2010. Insane. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, you. I probably with, replaced you. Were you? Were you busboy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet you were. Mm-hmm. I bet you fucking were. Yeah. Okay. The the deep deep busing crew at the time was the two Ians. Yeah. Ian with colored hair. Yep. Yeah. 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 We I called him Ian. Granddaddy Perp. <laughs> Because he was an anime cat, and he always had different oh, anime yeah. colored hair. He didn't. We talk, had, he didn't talk to me. No, he. He's, he's, a, he, he's his own. I spent months getting this this manga boy to talk to me, and I was so proud of it. Like the day he looked at me, he went, "It's pretty busy," and I was like, oh, "You do love me," because I'm such a fucking Christian kid. I can't. And this, I probably makes sense. We haven't even done my goddamn bio. I need people to like me. That's what Jesus did for me. I was like, if they don't like me, then they won't accept the good news of Christ. And so I, my whole goal of childhood was I need to convince everyone to like me because they always told you like, God's going to shine through you. So I figured if they didn't like me, then God wasn't getting through. And so I was like, I need to move myself to let the light through, right? <laughs> like, let me move in the way where God will shine through these pores. Yeah. And that, and I'll know that God's working when every fucking person thinks I'm their best friend. So you start that like a sociopathic, like first grader, like on the playground being like asking Jewish kids, like, Hey, do you know about Jesus? It's actually the Messiah. You guys actually don't you know about You guys got him? it wrong. Yeah. You guys got it. That was me. Oh, Insane. Yeah. Can I stop you and tell you about our Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, Jeremy, um, <laughs> just need to let you know, Shabbat, not a thing. Nope. Actually, he already paid yeah. the, the way. We yeah. can party on Saturdays. You can <laughs> eat pork, my friend. Yeah. Please come to my barbecue Sunday after <laughs> church. We will have coleslaw. We will have the good news. Also, my grandma will be playing Oregon for two hours. <laughs> is that from, is that real life? Was that real life? Pretty much. Everything except for my grandma. She died Oregon. before I was alive, but uh. she did play Oregon. But Jeremy, I did witness to a, I got a kid named Jeremy Klubeck on, on the playground at Man. school. Shout out to Jeremy. Jer- yeah, I almost got beat up at ACS because we had this big debate on baptism versus uh, the sinner's prayer. The whole, you just have to ask Jesus into your heart to be saved. Yeah. Mm. And I went to a non-denominational church that was like, you have to be baptized to be saved. And so we got in this big fourth grade debate about who's going to hell and I started pointing out people. I was like, if you're not baptized, you're going to hell. You're like, I've never seen her be baptized. <laughs> yeah. Not once in my life, Lord. You didn't dip. You're dead. You're dead. <laughs> and, and I mean, it was just like people ganging up on me, like saying, like, you got it wrong. And I'm like, no. That was here in Anchorage? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Did you guys have the pool at the church? Or oh, did yeah. you guys have like a... No, we had the... Uh, it, it was pretty dope too, actually. Like I always wanted to go up there and like, was it like we, we, behind the door. It was yes. like a wall yeah. that you would like see the 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 preacher and the yes. person like waist up and you had to get in mm-hmm. your like suit mm-hmm. and then they, they dip you down. Yo, it was under the stage at ours. Oh and like the worship team was playing on it for like nine months a year. Oh. And then all of a sudden it was like 
Doors open Summertime. Up. It was like, oh, it's fucking baptism season. And then all of a sudden, where Mark was just playing like a very tasteful electric guitar solo, <laughs> fucking people are getting dunked. Oh, and I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's still happening. And in my mind, I was like, what's going on in January? Why can we not be in that pool? <laughs> I wanted to be hanging in that pool. Right, right. So you knew that the dunking was powerful. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I remember seeing some like just powerful like moments like yeah. people getting back. oh crying I, we're all crying I, mm-hmm, and i saw mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. not get out of the water right away oh like yeah some bigger people like got dunked and they couldn't get them back up oh because oh. pastor jim was not strong yeah. enough yeah. Pull them up. yeah and i was like you know you hear like the splashing like going <laughs> see the hands yeah. i'm like oh man that's a <laughs> get them up quick. and they're like that's actually the spirit <laughs> well that's actually like keeping the, them down that's the best way to go because if you died right then Never guaranteed. No, yeah, guaranteed. You're going to (laughs) unless you thought like, oh fuck, right before you die. I'm dying. I'm drowning. (laughs) I used to wonder that shit as a kid. I was like, what if I said a curse word right before I got in a car crash? Yeah. Can I ask you this? Did you ever? And I think we've talked about this, Stephen. Is is did you ever hear the thing like you anything's forgivable with with God besides like swearing to God? Did oh, you ever like, oh, yeah, like yeah. blasphemy? No, yeah. Not like, blasphemy, like goddamn, like or it, God. I had it in my head that if you like promise to God, like if somebody was like Kyle, like, um, did you do this? And you say, I, I swear, I swear to, God, to God, I didn't do uh, it. Yeah, you yeah. were lying. Yeah, that and was that straight out. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like just, parks around like straight to jail. Yeah, yeah. straight to jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, line no, to hell. I, I that was the. I was pretty sure it was the Lord's name in vain in sure. any version. Right, right. So swear to God. God damn. For sure. God dang. Oh, are you really trying Even to what see, the hell? see yourself right now? <laughs> Even, yeah, yeah. What the hell was a thing? I what the say. hell was close? Because it yeah. was like, and then I, I, I like, I remember being in sixth grade and being like, you know what? I think what the hell is, is actually on our team because yeah, we're like, saying hell is bad yeah. and that is bad. What the bad? God. What the bad? God damn, you were a smart sixth grader. I was so fucking manipulative when it came to the fucking scriptures because I had to stay in the path, right? Yeah. Or else my parents would have like kicked me the fuck out. So I had to do all this mental gymnastics to get to like the place where I, I won, thought I meant it. Like until 19 was like devotion, devoted, sure. crying, mm-hmm. praying, journaling. God, help me see your light, Lord. Like, Father, open my spirit, God. Like that was yeah. me. I was full on fire in air quotes, you know, yeah. I remember that was a badge for so many people. Like <clears throat> you see uh, Nathan over there. He's on fire. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Christianese. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love that. We grew up 4,000 miles away from each other. And we both went to non-denominational churches, right? Raised by probably similar aesthetic type of middle-class white people. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, Yes, Anchorage in Atlanta, so different. Couldn't we be grew further. Up in the same. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be further. Fucking bubble. Right. That we can talk about Switchfoot and yeah. oh, Jason's on fire for Christ, <laughs> and we can talk about fucking devotional books. We can talk about fucking Reliant K. We can talk right. about like these oh, things oh. that like Reliant are K. so essential, and so I hate the word tribal. What well, is all tribal? Yeah, right? that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's it is funny because I right when I like Stephen's like, hey, we're having Nick on, like here's a podcast he was on, and as soon as like I spent five minutes, I was like, you know what? 
Nick might have a new best friend here tonight. <laughs> like, there's a good chance. Like, <laughs> I was yeah. just thinking, I was like, everything you talked about, and I know it's going to get weird because, like, and and we can talk more about this later, but, like, chess, Sam Harris, all these things, I was yeah. just like, check, nah, check, no, check, no. check. Like, yeah. he's not like. Damn. Like, damn. <laughs> like, Kyle. I was just like, okay. Where have got. you been all my That's what I was years. like. I don't see how we didn't cross paths, but. You're, I'm a little older than you, like yeah. a couple of years. But I mean, my but brother. Still, well, okay, so here's the thing. So let's get back to the bio because you, uh, yeah, okay. you you moved up here. Yeah, who you, are you, by the way? <laughs> yeah, uh, you moved up here when you were 18 uh, with your brother, and then um, then you know got jobs I, in Moose. I lasted six months. I'm from Atlanta, 18 years old. I had literally gone from like a six month like summer of mission trips. I went on two different mission trips, mm. moved back home. I had a very bad GPA. I applied to one college, the college like 20 minutes away from my house. Did not get in. It was like the state school that anyone could get in. I did not get in. <laughs> I can relate. I was so like offended. And like simultaneously, my parents are telling me, you lead worship three times a week. You don't need grades. They said, you don't need good grades. They said, you're going to work for the church. They said, you're going you're gonna to bless God. They, they would tithe to me. They would give me my. They would give me allowance and call it tithe because they're like, our son is working for the loophole. Loophole, oh, dude. Mom and Big dad were. Time. They knew what was. If up. Uncle Sam and Jesus and the fucking IRS were anywhere near each other, <laughs> fucking Mike, Mike's off because they are listening. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, how are they getting away with this? But it was true. I, I literally was work, leading worship. Like, at that point, it's junior senior year. I was doing like. Tuesday night Bible study for FCA, Thursday night worship practice for Friday morning at the school, secular, but church at school. Wednesday night youth group, Sunday morning and Sunday night service. So like five or six times a week I was appearing to play worship tunes for 45 minutes. And so like at that, you get, I'm getting so, again, how does someone become a fucking 30-year-old obsessed with going around the country playing music? You give them the power of Jesus at 16 years old and say, "Sure, play six times a week. Yeah. Everyone will cry and yeah. lift their hands, and they will tell you that they connect with God when you sing, and you'll get a fucking complex, and you'll think you're insane. Yeah, I, I could see that being a very uh, a power struggle for like a younger boy. Yo. Being like, oh, man, man, I'm kind of... The only thing that saved me... It was being fat as fuck. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was like almost 300 pounds oh, as a, as a high a school. Boy. I was a yeah. big boy. Yeah. And so that saved me because my mom was just like, Jesus and food. That's all we need and soda. <laughs> you got and I was Jesus like, smart woman. Yeah. Yeah. smart woman. Yeah. And so she kept me fed and I was just fat and I could sing yeah. and everyone loved me. And everyone thought I was their best friend and I was in the friend zone forever. And then I, I senior year, I quit one of the worship teams, just mm. one. There was two of them and I quit one of them and I felt <laughs> all this like, sort of joy and I felt all this shame too because everyone was like, the leaders were like, I can't believe you quit. You're senior it's year. It's falling away. You're yeah. Let, yeah, they thought I was like, gonna, I was losing or what? They, he's they lost. put water on you. Yeah, yeah. And how's no your walk, right? How's mm. your walk? <laughs> and then I graduated. I didn't get into the school. I went on this long mission trip. And then my Christian girlfriend broke up with me. She said, God told me we're not going to be together. We're not going to, you're not the person I'm going to marry. So I must terminate this relationship. 
to me. See a Jezebel. And exactly. <laughs> right? Like, right. Get her out. And again, this person I started dating when I was closer to 300 pounds. And then my last semester of senior year, I did this like starvation program, lost like 60 pounds, started eating like 1200 calories a day, total like crash diet. But again, oh. I was a very, I had very bad habits as yeah. a teenager, mm -hmm. lost all this weight. I was like, perfect. She's never going to leave me. I'm so hot now. Yeah. <laughs> then she breaks up with me <laughs> in the name of God. <laughs> Just <laughs> two uh, weeks later, I moved to Anchorage. Yeah. Two weeks after that, I try fucking cigarettes for the first time. Two weeks after that, I've tried cocaine for the first time. <laughs> Complete God Just. void vacuum where Sarah Faye broke up with me done God's gone like it was just so quick interesting and I felt so bad about it I moved back home for six months tried to get plugged back into the same youth group as like a oh. like a 13th like a you know 13th grade it's like hey guys haven't gone to college yet but like you remember me I led worship I'm like the guy and they were like you can hang out and so they let me go on the mission trip, the same mission trip I had gone on the summer before. They let me go on it again as like a 13th grader. They were like, you'll Nick, recognize Nick needs this guy. It. <laughs> we all missed him. He's back. It's yeah. like fucking Steve Carell comes bus. back for another season. Like, right. you're just like, wow. And then at the end of that year, I was like, oh, okay, I'm faking this for community. Uh -huh. Like, I don't believe any of this. And then I started writing original tunes. And that's how I got to the point where I am today. My name is Nick. I'm called Medium Build. I live in Anchorage, Alaska, but I used to live in Atlanta. So you, you're, you know, you're in Anchorage. You come back up here. Uh, I saw you play for one of the, I don't know, it had to been the first time, but it was at Taproot, open mic night, red guitar. And I remember... <laughs> So we, we were, uh, the red guitar is everything, bro. I, that it still pops in my head, but I remember we were there for like our buddy who was like doing a freestyle rap and he had Jimmy. He was, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was, uh, working with us. And so we were like, all right, well, you know, after we're done with our shift, the whole moose's tooth, bear tooth Dude. crew showed up. Dude, that, okay. So I got to say ever since then, I've just been watching your career from like the, the sidelines. And it's just so cool to see what you've been able to do and what you've been able to achieve. And also like the music that you're making is just it's phenomenal, dude. Just watching you is kind of like really fun because it's like you got excited about people doing stuff in Anchorage. I get the same way. Yeah. And it's like I always say living in Alaska is like there's a lot of opportunity up here. Yeah. Right. Because like not many people are doing stuff. Right. No. I don't think if I'm a filmmaker, I don't think if I left you know, Alaska, I would have been able to excel and as fast as the way I did. Yeah. And so let's talk about basically going from open mic nights <laughs> to like where you are today musically. Yeah. Great, 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 great question. I fucking love that shit. I tell people every time I meet them, anytime I meet a Brooklyn cat, who's like, bro, how's your career going, bro? Like, I'm just so discouraged, my guy. I'm like, <laughs> dude, Move to fucking Boise. Move to fucking Columbus. Yeah. Move to Anchorage. Move to Palmer. Move to fucking Whitehorse. Like, get the fuck out of a place where everybody does what you do. Right. Yeah, it's like, a, like there, you go, go, you go down to least, Seattle. Yeah. You go down to Seattle and there's like a million people trying to make music. Yeah. Or a million people trying to make and videos. That's, and it's kosher. Like, we all, I love creatives. I'm not saying go be lame and go be big fish. I don't think big fish is the move always, but I, you know, grew up very Christian. My parents told me that I was going to be a worship leader. I at 18 believed that I was going to pay rent 
working at a church for the rest of my life. I was like, I'm going to lead worship. Eventually somebody will offer me like a senior pastor job. I'll be like half youth, youth group leader, half worship leader. I'll get paid 60 grand a year. I'll find some hot babe that wants to marry a worship guy, which 100%. is uh, always. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then, the, and then like who always talks about it halfway through his set, he's like, man, I'm so blessed to have a hot wife <laughs> over there. Good to see you. Love you, Sarah. Yeah. A, worship leaders are all Australian. Hillsong. He must yeah. be from Hillsong. Yeah. Oh man. I'm so <laughs> glad I get to go home to that tonight. Um, that's, that's worship energy. And that's what I grew up in. And so I just assumed that would happen. And so then like, yeah. Then all of a sudden the scales fall. I moved to Tennessee. I this is just like an anecdote that I always use to kind of share the how lonely it is. I lived in Atlanta. I worked at a West. Uh, I worked at a Whole Foods in West Paces Ferry. It's like the Buckhead, like super bougie Beverly Hills type of Atlanta, like North Atlanta. And I was the only white kid that like worked in my pretty much my whole store. Like you'd go to the break room and there's like all sorts of different people from every, like Atlanta is so diverse, mm -hmm. dude. Like dudes on their knees praying to Mecca, fucking little like fucking Sudanese women, like fucking sewing and talking shit. Like, uh, just normal ass, like fucking whatever wild, different Americans. It was so diverse. I transferred from the whole foods in Atlanta to the whole foods in Nashville. So I could go to college up there everybody that worked at the Whole Foods in Nashville was a white dude with a fucking band. And I was so intimidated. I was like, no, I was different. In Atlanta, yeah. when I would go play open mics, people were like, yo, that's tight. They were like, yo, I like that sad, weird shit you're doing. That's sad and weird. Because I was literally playing open mics with like just rappers. Like that was what I came up on as, like, oh as a 19 year old. I would go to these open mics and it would just be like, Spoken word, rapper, spoken word, R&B, rapper, and then like maybe the a country boy. singer. Yeah. Yeah. And then me. And I'd <laughs> be like doing like my little Bonnie Vare fake, you know, Mumford and Sons shit. And then when I moved to Nashville, I was like, oh, huh. I'm a type. Right. I'm a fucking yeah. type beat. Like, yeah. and that was the biggest ego death. And I think what my biggest point of this whole question is like, you have to realize how fucking disposable you are. And that sucks to say out loud and it sucks to download. Cause I don't mean that your life is disposable, but like if you're the director, if you're a filmmaker, if you're a fucking photographer, if you're an influencer, if you're a fucking personal trainer from fucking Cleveland and you've never gone to LA or Austin or fucking Chicago or Nashville and seen someone do it better than you, then you just think you're on the shit. And I thought I was just on the fucking gravy train, mainly from the whole God thing where like right. my parents were like, God's going to do it <clears> for <throat> you. Mm -hmm. So then the God thing just kept going. And I was right. like, I'm going to just, everything's going to go my way. I'm a white male that knows the savior. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, I don't believe in this shit anymore. And I'm the least I'm talented like person at my fucking grocery store job. <laughs> Who is going to hire me? Yeah. No one's going to hire me. Like people would be like, yo, do you want to come play in my session? I was like, oh, I can only really play like five chords. Yeah. Are they worship chords? And do you know the names of them? And they're like, no, bro, I play in numbers. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm so fucked. <laughs> and so I spent like two years just losing my mind. Like, drinking every day, wondering how I would ever earn any of that good, 
Christian energy back. Yeah. I was so confident. I don't, do you guys remember how confident you were as a believer? In, in yeah, my beliefs. When you, when you knew, when you sat in your room and you're like, oh, I'm better well, than everybody. Well, thank God I'm going to heaven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like no, I may not 100%. be, I may not have that guy's girlfriend, but. Mm-hmm. He's going to hell and I'm going to heaven. <laughs> They're both going to hell. They're both going to I hell. I saw old and ants. Yeah. <laughs> hell. Yeah. 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 No, I think what you're saying is like super important, I think, to learn as quickly as possible because we all, like both of us have had it a million times where you do kind of feel like you're something special and there's something about shedding that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that you're doing something unique or better than some, there's always going to be somebody better than you out there doing the exact same yeah. thing. And I feel like as kids, we're just, you know, we're part of that generation where you're like, you're the special kid. You're so amazing and so unique and so smart and talented. And then when you grow up and you find out, oh, every single other mother told their kid that and we're the same in every other way. It's like that shatters your whole belief in everything because you're like, man, there's there's a million copies of me. But yeah. I have well, to find something to do better. <laughs> look at it right here. I mean, like, uh, there's three white guys in this room right now, and we all came from a Christian home. We all played in bands. We all played guitar. We all, I mean, like, you know, right, right. just in this little, small, little town. Um, but we're, which we're, we're more similar than we are. Right. Than like, and it's different. like, is it because, is it because I always wonder, is it because like socioeconomic? Is it finances? Is it our mothers? Oh. Is it belief systems? It's a Was it mixture. Christianity, you know? And this or is, is it like that kind of like post stranger things, all the boomers are having kids and they're so obsessed with them because the boomers were parented by people who went through the, the depression mm-hmm. and didn't love hard. Like, I feel like our moms loved harder than anything could oh, ever love. And all the kidnappings of all the kids in the eighties oh and God. like that. Oh jeez, way to bring that no, up. But that's a hundred percent dark. That's that was why you me, can't, dude. You uh, can't be a paper boy. You can't be a paper boy when you're a kid because you would get kidnapped. Yeah. Or all these. I grew up in Atlanta mysteries. where that happened. Yeah. yeah. Atlanta child murders. All yeah. that stuff. That's a that's a whole other trail. But but um, the fact that we are all connected in that, I think that points to like this sort of. Uh, I don't know, trajectory that our, our parents strive for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether you believe this, the in the God or not, that doesn't go away. Like, even when I dismantled the, I think Jesus might be maybe not the son of God. You know, I'm like, maybe God's not, okay, maybe Jesus was real, but like, maybe he didn't have direct connection to like the God. And I'm mm-hmm. like, or no, maybe... Maybe he wasn't, maybe he was born of someone, but like, he just was a really great teacher. Like as those things started to like dismantle, I was like, oh, well, how am I going to tell my parents that I'm worth a shit? (laughs) And I was like, oh fuck. The only way I ever had of proving them that I was a good person was being like, yeah, I'm killing it at church. (laughs) So then once I dismantled that and I was like, oh no, what do I connect with them on? Yeah. Yeah. That was your one thing of value. Yeah. They loved me for that. What, um. Like, where are your parents? Like, what when you told them eventually, like, hey, I don't believe what you believe anymore. How did they take it? What were, what was their reaction? Dark dog, dark tidings. Yeah. You know, it's kind of silent, kind of like, kind of like you were like you were punching them in the fucking gut. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah. you know, like you would find out if, if you had a child and they were like, yeah, I'm doing meth and I just like fucked some guy down the street. You know, you just like you think that they're doing the worst thing possible, mm-hmm. right? Which can only prove to me that one, they believe it. So two, props to them. Props yeah. to them that they believe it. That ain't me, but I would assume that if they do believe it, 
then they would assume that I'm committing a cuck fucking the giant worst. fail. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I would hope that if they believe it and they do believe I'm like committing the, the, the sin, then they would com- have compassion. And I think that's what would the thing that we have been in for the past like eight, nine years is them being like, we're going to love you super hard so from our see. little post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's and, the, so the relationship now is. Is intact. But. It's intact. Yeah, they they moved up to Anchorage in 2017. Oh, cool. Oh. So I moved up in 16. My brother moved up in 09. I fully moved up in 16. They moved up in 17. Very good. Oh wow, right after you. Yeah. So my my brother, my older brother, he has a, a he had a toddler at the time. He's now seven. Um, and they were like, well, what are we doing? Both of our kids and our grandkid is in Alaska. Sure. And so they just sold all their shit in Atlanta and they moved up. I will say, knowing Stephen's parents and my parents is is. I don't know if it is because of the Christianity, but both of our parents are those type of people. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know your parents super, super well, just enough, but like they seem like the type that would just give up anything to like help family, the nicest people and same with my parents. And it's like, that is something that you do find in, in Christianity a lot is that there are some teachings about, you know, sacrifice and community for your family. Being that, a good neighbor. Yeah. You know. That like, I can't, I can't say anything bad about because no. that's exactly like what you would want out of people. No, there's just some of the things that I struggle with in the teachings and like, it's the dogmatic stuff. Right. Yeah. Not, like when I moved up here in 2009, I was 18. I was going through my little crisis. I actually started attending a church by myself so lonely, so like weirded out by, mm-hmm. again, I was trying drugs for the first time. I was having sex for the first time. It's like having this whole moose's tooth, 18 year old <gasps> crisis. Oh. You know how it is. I was partying my ass off. Yeah. Eating like weed cookies and blacking out for the first time ever. Oh wow. Like hadn't done none of that in college or you in went, high school. You went from zero to a hundred. I went quick. full like Mormon kid, rum oh, springer. Man. Like mm-hmm. I went in. Then I started feeling guilty. And so I started going to this church. I started going to like Anchorage community church down on the South side off hundred. Yeah. 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 And, and I just like, I just would sit there in the service in the back of the room. No one knew I led worship. No one knew I was like youth pastors, like Brown Mm. Noser. No one knew how many mission trips I've been on. So I just got to like be incognito. And I was like, what am, why am I here? And I, and I started like really scanning the loneliness that I felt like I really did a deep dive. Like for weeks I was here and I was probably as low as I'd ever been. And I was like, okay, what I took, took inventory. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not exercising a ton, right? I'm it's winter in Alaska. I'm driving, I'm Ubering. It wasn't even Uber. It was that I would just hitch a ride to like fucking Moose's Tooth from downtown. And I'm drinking, I'm eating a lot of pizza, gaining a little weight. Like I don't have a girlfriend anymore. I don't see my homies anymore. But my main, like my little thing that I thought was going to fix it was God. I was like, it must be my walk. <laughs> I, so I started going to church. I was like, that has to Dang. be it. So right, I started yeah. to plug back in. And I would go to like the men's group and the youth group and the young people's group. I was like trying to get it wherever I could. And I was like, fuck, I'm still sad. I was like, all right, this is, this, ha- this is a sign. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's everything. It's the fucking whole ecosystem. And so when I started trying to replace those systems, I didn't feel as sad to tell my parents. I knew they were hurt, but I was like, yo, you have to know that what you guys instilled in me, this belief system, I'm still like kind of tethered to that. I don't want to be a drunk. 
I don't want to be a bad provider. I don't want to be a cheater. I don't want to fucking cheat on my girlfriend. I don't want to fucking lie to my homies. All that like ethical shit, I sponged so fucking hard, right? Even as a person who like doesn't believe in an afterlife, I don't want to fuck anyone over, right? Right. So like to tell them that, I was like, listen, this is going to suck. Yeah. But like I'm almost on y'all's team more than I ever have been. Yeah, isn't that the weird thing though? Yeah. It's like you find your spirituality through leaving Christianity. Yeah. Right? Is because that what you're trying to say? Cause cause you finally let yourself paint. Yeah. You're like, wait, what if I didn't oh, I download that. the first the first version? I'm running off fucking Microsoft One, you know, and they're on like nine point seven, you know, at the guru at the ashram. And it's like, yo, if you do some fucking yoga stands and like think for a second, eat some mushrooms, like you might actually get to Microsoft eleven point three. And I'm over here just being like, no, Jesus, Mary, uh, fuck, uh, three and one. It's a tr- uh so God, Holy Spirit, God, um, and I got all three of them inside me. And, yeah. and, and I'm not gay though, but I do want him to come inside me and I need a man to dunk me. And it's not gay at all. Right. It's like totally chill. And like all the weird things I have about men, it's like not gay. Like it's just culture, you know, like, right, right. And then you're like, wow, you fucking eat mushrooms. And you're like, I'm gay as hell. What the hell? Life's <laughs> dumb as fuck. And I'm going to uh, d- die. I'm, I'm basically a cattle. I'm walking around. I go to the fucking Sagaya, eat a salad. I'm going to die one day. No one will ever remember my existence. And that to me is very comforting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, and I think <laughs> I, I agree because that's kind of a, I feel like a similar route that like I went down in, in the sense that like when I was kind of, and I like how you use like shedding the scales because I think of like, all exactly all right exactly like, like he lost wow. good, i love i love using bible. their shit on them bro yeah, right. <laughs> i love bibling on them because oh, like man. most of them understand that that's you know he saw god and so the scales fell but like when i start looking i was like man what am i going to start living for if it's not going to be to get to heaven like what's my goal because uh-huh. you, uh, you know you're always taught like you can't have morality without having god right like right. he's the one that gave you morality and right and wrong if you because if you don't believe in god then it's just woodstock 99 right and you're just naked <laughs> raping pillaging right you're you're about you're 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 sin you're a wolf you're a viking yeah or, or yeah yeah you're <laughs> like, a viking you're a dog right yeah and so like that's one thing i talk to my dad a lot about and i i tell him that i like watch a ton of like atheism versus creation like debates oh, like no. i love those dad because, doesn't want to hear about that he he's supportive. He doesn't That's say so no, cool, man. but he's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, like I know in his head, he's thinking like, don't open yourself up to that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, expose yourself to the other side. But at the same time, I want to tell him like, when's the last time you, you exposed yourself? Well, <laughs> 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 that was that was a wrong, wrong way to phrase, Dad. Dad, oh, real talk. I've had two pilsners. When was the last time you exposed yourself to Christ? And all the kids at the church. Yeah, so good. Well, <laughs> good. Yeah, this is a non-denominational it. church. Yeah, it yeah. sounded just like my opera. <laughs> but you know, asking like, when's the last time you like? analyzed his own beliefs like compared to what other people believe yeah and like i feel like the standard christian like if you even entertain the other ideas like you're opening up the door to the devil 
And like, that's the worst thing you can do. And it's like, I think there's no debate. No, zero. Because like any debates I watch are always kind of, honestly, I feel like it's useless because they just kind of go around and circle forth. Yeah. But it's like, I like to like see what I believe challenge it. And if it doesn't hold up, then like I might need to dig deeper or readjust kind of what I think. And like, I'm open to that. Yeah. I feel like younger Kyle was like, uh, this is Christianity, you know, uh, gay marriage is bad. Like you have all these like standard things that you're supposed to be against. And like, now I'm like, why did I even say that stuff? Mm. Like I was raised like that. And so you're just handed, you're handed you're, them. You're handed a set of beliefs that have like no justification outside of this old book said this essentially. Yeah. And I don't know. It just was, it took me years to get over the guilt that I had for, I, I've told Steven this many times. Like I spent a lot of my childhood, like in bed at night, crying my eyes out because I was going to hell or fearful of hell. Because you had done, because I sinned, you, you lied, I you sinned had stolen right. something. You had I didn't ask dick. for forgiveness. Sure. Exposed himself. I exposed yeah. myself more than <laughs> yeah. I wanted. No. Yeah, but like, big time. I just look at that and I'm like, man, that that had to have messed me up. Like, oh, absolutely. Up. Like years of just like crying, uh, just yeah. like I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell, and that I can't do anything about it. And tomorrow I'm going to try to do better so I don't go to hell. I'm going to fail because we're human and then I'm going to hell again like, yeah. every day. Yeah. And it was just and like, you were, you were completely aware of hell's reality and at like eight years old, if not. Yeah. I mean, I, right. I was K through 12 in right. a Christian school, mm-hmm. which is what makes you want to proselytize to Jeremy on the playground. Oh my God. And it, yeah, the fishers of men and you have to tell everybody. And, and if you're not doing that, then you're like not doing your one job on earth. And I was just like, why can't I just be cool with going to heaven? Like how many people do we need? Like, right. I'm good. Dude. Church is already so crowded. Like they have to have like three services at this bitch. Like we can't even get everyone in at once. Right. right. My favorite was always take a day off. Yeah. Like if you don't like the people that you're in church with, well, sorry, buddy, but you're going to hate heaven. (laughs) I don't know if you ever heard that one. That is such fucking good propaganda. Oh, I know because I was like, I noticed (laughs) in my like high school days, like I was like, well, this person over here has got so many issues. Like this person's cheating on their wife. Like I don't like this person over here because he's a scumbag. And then I remember hearing that. They're like, you know what? Look to your left and right. If you don't like who's here in church, boy, are you going to hate heaven? And I was like, I don't know if he's going. <laughs> Yo, I can't. I can't imagine. Okay, what what pastor came up with that? Uh, it's, it's good though, right? It, is it good? No, you know, no, no. You know, I mean, he it, was just stoked when yeah, he came good, up with that. Good oh in the yeah, sense of like oh, it's sold. It's sold. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like <laughs> I just I grew up with a lot of those catchphrases. I'm like, oh, you know what? Put that on a sticker. That's pretty yeah. good. God. <laughs> Uh, is that kind of like I, I, in that podcast episode, you mentioned, uh, Sam Harris, oh, my guy, and that's your guy, mm. right? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I lost my free subscription to waking so, up. So I yeah, haven't yeah. been plugged in for a while. Right. I had like two years of the free one and they were like, come on, 
we know you've been leeching. And so they were Sir, like, they hit the paywall and I just, I never, I, I the Nick Carpenter bucks. 49 is now your new email. <laughs> yeah. You've had 48 others. Exactly. <laughs> We've no. caught on. Yeah. I love Sam. I think he is uh, a deep thinking, uh, asshole. I think he, he reminds me of my brother. He's, um, pig nosed. He dives first in, he, he questions before he, makes any niceties. And I, I appreciate that in a brain because I, on the other hand, chose niceties first mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. whole life. Mm-hmm. And and still to this day, I'm in therapy trying to realize like, I talk, actually spend a lot of time in my, my, my therapist currently talking about the beliefs of Christianity that I downloaded as a kid. Mm-hmm. And those kind of like, why am I crying? Because I think I'm going to hell. Sure. And why am I crying? Because I think my classmates going to hell or you know why do i think everyone has to like me or else jesus isn't real right 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 but yeah um, sam's great yeah i like a lot of his stuff i liked watching some of his stuff with like jordan peterson kind of like going back and forth because i was just like oh you know like this is interesting to me where i just felt like all the christian stuff i was raised with like Kent Hovind. I don't know if you know who that is, but mm-hmm. like a lot of like the Christian creationists that like put out a lot of stuff, they never had somebody like come back and say like, Hey, you know what? Actually, that's not true. Like this is. And so I was always fed the one side and it's like sport team, right? You're yeah. like, Oh dude, I'm on the Christian team. Like these guys are right. They, uh, they know what they're talking about. And if you put them against anybody that knows like a Sam Harris or somebody, then you see like, Oh, maybe I was kind of brainwashed as, as a young child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I still believe a lot of that stuff until it's recently been taken apart. And, and I think I, I, before we get into this deeper, deeper set setting, I just want to say like, I think most people with platforms are the younger versions of us. I think they're just believing something that maybe is, is a fallacy and they haven't seen it yet. And I, 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 that seems simple. It seems easy to simplify, but like, you know, I, I think Jordan Peterson's a dickhead. Sure. And yeah. I think, you know, Alex Jones, and I think pretty much that entire wing of the world is a dickhead, but like I have to engage with them as I engage with my parents who are like Christian Trumpers. And I have to think, mm-hmm. you don't think you're an asshole. I think you're an asshole or I think the things you vote for or believe in are assholes. And I have to dismantle that the same way they think I'm an asshole. Right. right? A, like a fucking, like my parents would think, that like a queer liberal person is a fucking asshole. Right. 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 So we have to like meet. Yeah. You kind of have to have, uh, I don't know if empathy is the right word for him, but like understand Empathy's where the start, right. To come from. And then like, try to find that, that hole in their armor to be like, that's how I can get through to, to talk to them or yeah. at least exchange ideas. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think, I think it's a lot of not like, cause me and my mom, we will talk a lot about like, you know, I'll go home to New York and we'll have like, not debates, but we'll just have good discussions. And I'm not like there to judge her for voting for Trump or to judge her for um, not believing this or that. I hear her out because I, th- I think that's the main thing is just to get to listen to them. And I think they... She deserves that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I was a dick when yeah. I was younger. So, I mean, like, of course, that's the least I can do. But like, I think listening to them and understanding like, okay, like trying to understand where they're coming from. Because I totally understand where they get like, you know, if Trump's not president, this whole thing's going to shit. Like, I kind of get it because it's like basically that's the 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 news that they're 
feeling and reading and seeing and all that stuff. And so I feel like you just got to be there and you got to listen to them and you just got to go like judgment free zone, baby. This is planet fitness. Like let's just <laughs> cone, cone, cone of silence up in this bitch. And uh, like, you know, I think that's the main thing and everybody loves that. Right. I think if you approach someone and just like, you're like, I'm going to listen to you and like, there's, you know, I'm not going to, be like a, oh, like a reaction. Yeah. No, and like you so just listen dumb. to him. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I think you have to, God. I think you have to age out of that. Yeah. I was talking to someone two days ago, like how our twenties, we were a bit more pig headed about super abrasive about, about like, falling I'm, out of the church shit, falling out of the, whatever camp you're in. It's either way. Right. right? You just want to be right. If you were it. super into drugs, now you're super fucking straight edge. you're so against fucking drugs. Right. If you were fucking, like Christian, now you're fucking atheist. Like you're so loud about being an atheist. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so annoying. Right. And then you right. turn 30 and you're like, well, I'm tired. Everyone's <laughs> a fucking asshole. Yeah. And I am too. Sure. And I wonder what the goal of this is. And I think I should probably take a deep breath and think about myself and my progeny or my family or my partner. And so then you start to be a little bit more like I should listen and mm-hmm. ask some better questions yeah. and be a little less of a shithead. Yeah. yeah. What everything I, I do think comes down to is like you said earlier, is the tribalism aspect. We all want to be on a team. We all want our own little group of people that think exactly like yeah. we do because it's nice and comforting. And I think the twenties is like shedding of the high school people that you hung out with and you're finding kind of a new tribe of people that think exactly like you. And if you don't, then it's like, they're the worst people in the world. And then the thirties, like when typically people start, you know, getting into to relationships or starting families, it's like, Oh, I got my own little tribe that I'm trying to like, just keep alive yeah. right now. And I don't got time to like argue if, mm-hmm. uh, you know what the gates of heaven are like and if who's going to let me in, is it Peter, Paul or, Yo. you know, whatever. And then I'm like, who had the energy to tell me all this shit when I was a <laughs> right. kid? And I'm like, Oh wait, my parents were just dropping me off at the church for free daycare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, not so mad about it. Right, Vacation right. Bible school, I baby. Right. right. I'm like, you know what? Y'all fucked up. But like, you didn't do it that intentionally. Right. Right. You just dropped me off. They just did the best with what they knew. They were trying with what their they believed. fucking best. Right. You mentioned therapy. Yeah. Um, this is something that Stephen and I have talked about several times because uh, obviously there's huge mental health issues going on in the country. And like, even I was talking about like, I would love to do therapy. I just have zero idea where to start besides Googling like mm. how to, how to therapy, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and when you're talking about that, I feel like it's so much harder than being like, Hey, I got a doctor that does knees, you know, like if you need your knees checked out, this is the guy. Knee doctor. I've never had somebody be like, Oh, you need a therapist. I got John Jingleheimer Smith over here that like you should sit down with. Like there's nothing that I can, that I've found. I haven't looked super hard. So like, how did you get involved with that or realize that's something Mm, like you want to get into? It's, you know what? It fucking sucks. It's not easy. Oh yeah. I I wanted to blow my brains out. I Googled therapist Anchorage, saw like a list of six. I called one. There was a waiting list for six months. I called another one. They didn't answer. I texted my girlfriend at the times therapist and they didn't answer. And then I was having coffee with a buddy and he was like, yeah, I just came from therapy, dog. It was so tight. And I was like, bro, what is their name and number? (laughs) And he was like, 
well, here's the thing, dude. They're Christian. <laughs> and he was like a believer, and he knew that I was very much not, and he was like, you wouldn't like it. And I was like, fucking dare me. Yeah. I want to die so hard. Give me the goddamn number. Right. And so I had called this fucking Christian dude and was like, yo, let me in. He was like, all right. Like, I'll give you like, a, he's like, my rate's like a 150, but I'll give you like a $60 roll in and tell me your tale for an hour. I'll see what, where he can plug you in type sitch. Sure. Mind blown. I go in, tell him all my shit. He's like, cool, whatever. I don't have time for you. I have an intern. She'll take you 50 bucks an hour. And I was like, fuck it. This was February, 2020. Oh, <laughs> oh. no. So I got in oh, for no. like a month and then we went digital for like six months. Oh. And then we've been in person again for like another what, year and a half. But um, I feel you. I feel you. The Google, the am I depressed? What's a therapist? What do I need from it? Everyone's on TikTok bitching about their therapist. Is it even worth it? What's better help? Should I be on better help? Should I go in person? Should mm-hmm. I go to someone who's a believer? Should I go to a fucking atheist? Like, I don't know what you need. And I've had homies who have had terrible experiences, like went through six before they got to a good one. Sure. I got lucky, dude. I got the the intern that fucking Christian dude plugged me into. Turns out to be a fucking badass. She finished grad school. Now she's licensed and now I pay her way more than I thought I was going to pay when I went in for the first time. And I have a job that helped, you know, I I budget for that. I Mm -hmm. put it in my fucking credit card and I fucking pay it off. It's not cheap. It's like 150 bucks. No, it's like 125 bucks a week. Right. And if I go, I try to go every week. Well, I I try to go every week. Wow. And that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I travel a lot, so I don't always see her and I often am out of town on Mondays. So I'll just like, it ends up working out to like once every three weeks, mm-hmm. I'd say realistically in my yearly budget. But like $125, again, fucking white male privilege. I have a fucking bartending job that pays me well. To go sit with a fucking 50-year-old person and tell them my shit and tell them how fucking anxious I am and how sad I am or what the way that my homie texted me and made me feel so weird. And for her to look at me and be like, Yo, that's super valid. Let's talk about that. Why do you why do you want that emotion? And like to her to just sit with me for 45 minutes and unpack like one tiff I got into this week with my brother or my bandmate or my fucking dad or the weather or a fucking documentary I saw and I fucking cried and what's that about? Like just to have one homie in that sphere of your brain that is not like your drinking buddy, your business partner, mm-hmm. your fucking part your wife your husband, whatever. She doesn't have to like me. She just gets to be like, Oh, that that's kind of actually whack that you think that like, <laughs> right. Here's the better way of thinking like that to me is so cool and so valuable. And again, I see all these fucking TikToks about people being like, my therapist is dog shit. And they talk to me about how they're shopping at Kohl's this weekend instead of therapizing me. But like, if you can yeah, try to be- get access to that shit, try Anybody try. That's my one. That's like one of my little platforms. Sorry. It's like, that's my, no, I love that. That's, that's exactly like what I've come to the conclusion is like, you're not going to find a good one until you try one. No. And my bitch believes in Jesus. So I'm like, yo, and we are, we home, we homies. That's on our business card. I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> she said, I'm that bitch believe in Jesus. And medium build oh, is on my sign roster. Up. Sign me <laughs> up. Let's go. Yeah. Yo, how we here's like deeply, we're way too deep in this podcast. And I'm being honest. Me in the room on like a Monday morning, like hungover, bitching to her about like famous problems like i'm like oh my god i went to Beartooth and people like wouldn't stop looking at me or talking to me and like i just like wanted to just trying to go on a date and like sign an autograph and like oh my god it's like so dumb i'm such a dumb piece of shit and she's just like a fucking eagle river christian mom of like seven and she's just like oh, that must be tough you know like <laughs> what that oh. i want to write that i want to write the asshole that is me bitching about having to fucking like sign an autograph of the fucking moose's tooth yeah. to this like christian mom of like a million kids <laughs> who's like negative 20 like sprinting in the snow like God. raising her military kids like being a badass like fucking paddle boring doing yoga like and this- i'm just like this sounds like a fucking like a movie like with Sandra Bullock. It's like Blindside <laughs> and, and, and Part Dave Two and yeah. like fucking Lil Dicky and Sandra yeah. Bullock. That's oh my gosh! Movie. Like if that movie comes out and that trailer shows up, you know I'm in. This is I'm where in. they got it from, though. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to do, you sneak in a little bit of like how shitty I am right after I go on my little like mental health for everybody. Uh, you know, podium. well nobody's perfect. Yeah, uh, I feel like I mean I'm I'm a big advocate for talking your shit out. And I was like just talking to my pops the other day because I was like, I think I like everybody like bottles it up. Right. I think, you know, you got to let it out. And I think I just talk, 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 talk until I get to like the root problem. And then I'm like, oh, shit, that's why I'm there. But like a lot of people don't just like talk like I do and they just hold it in. And then like therapy gives you that outlet, that resource to be there and like actually just talk, talk, talk and then have a sounding board. Right, I've never done therapy. And but if I you mean, don't have homies that let you talk, yeah, you know, maybe you're a chatty person, but you're just blasting it off to Twitter every day. <laughs> you know, a lot of Anchorage kids be like that. Uh, okay, well, you know, let's. Uh, have we let- done my bio yet, or? <laughs> <laughs> We got we got about two thirds of the way through, I think, at that it. So that was my seventy five minute. Um, I why I'm not a Christian anymore. Can we start with my interview? <laughs> hey, Stephen, could you press record now? Like, let's get going. Yeah, I'd like to have a beer and a conversation now, please. Can we please fucking do this now? Well, well what's coming down the pipeline? For yeah. You? Cause that's like way to wrangle us up. Yeah. <laughs> let's damn. Let's He's in. like, yeah. can you promote Wayne. your project so we can get the fuck out of here? <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to the pile. After this. <laughs> We're getting crazy. Oh my God. Oh, daddy Kyle. You, you know, I fucking, I write about so much of the shit that we just talked about. And like, I feel like a lot of it goes over my like base's head. Not that, that, that again, fuck me. I'm nobody. I'm Nick. I have like, 2000 fans, but I don't think you're somebody don't say that. I don't think that the majority of the people that listen to medium build are people who grew up like us and are ready to like chew on some CS Lewis fucking commentary of the church. Mm. Yeah. But I still be writing about it and I'll sneak it into songs. And I think it's so fucking potent because it's potent to me. And I know, and I realize it has diminishing return on the records, especially mm-hmm. when I send the tunes to my manager and she's like, cool. And I'm like, no, 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 that's like, that's a single. She's like, 
This is you debating Jesus for four minutes. And I was like, you see how essential it is. I won. (laughs) He's like, I won. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, this is not a song that we're going to like put like as a single. (laughs) I'm like, what? I'm so mind blown. So I'm just very thankful to both of you to want to have this conversation yeah. and even to want to want to track it and to even, even think that anyone would listen to it is a, a treat to me because for so many years, I couldn't even fathom that three of us could have this conversation. Oh, right. I feel that. I feel right. That. Mm-hmm. Out of fear of getting sent to hell. Yep. Sure. Out of fear of uh, getting I'm canceled by tonight. my cousins. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. Is. yeah. God's going to be in bed swimming himself. <laughs> yeah. Red, Putting glass in your dragon. shoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it is interesting that like the most engagement we get, like people messaging, and we're talking like people. I had a, we had a guy from Ohio hit us up, and we're like, we just thought we were like in Anchorage in Alaska yeah. talking, and this guy was like, I've really resonated when you guys were talking about leaving the church. And like we we don't talk about it much, but we do we talk did about one it. episode that we like both. Yeah, and it was like, like in our first ten episodes, yeah. and it was like the most people resonated with that episode alone. And so I think this is like a super hot topic. I feel like I think it, and we got excited like when we were like, "Oh my gosh, Nick! He's one of Nick. us! He yes, was, he's a, he's an ex-Christian just like us." Uh, and so I, we got excited because I think it makes you feel like you're also not alone. And totally. so I think I think also like what's a it's putting a, that vibe out there, and then also being okay with talking about it. I was gonna say it's our form of therapy in a way is yeah. talking about other people. Be like, you know what? I used to feel really bad about this, and you feel exactly the same way in Atlanta. Like there is something there yeah. if we are experiencing the same thing from from Christianity. Like, yeah. and you meet those kind of people every day that just are almost carbon copies of the experiences you have. Mm-hmm. And so that tells me there's something there for mm-hmm. sure. And mm-hmm. it makes me feel so much fucking better. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when I thought I was the fucking odd one and everyone else was just easy train fucking feeling so good on that God dick. Like I thought I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm missing. Like I must be, I must be missing a fucking chromosome. Like there must be a joy receptor that's right. fucking down. Yeah. Right. I de- Satan must have fucking finally got his claws gotcha. in. Right. I was like, how is this not getting to the the core? And I was yeah. like, it and it took me so long to realize it's like, okay, I require yeah. maybe a bit more. The devil got a finger in you. And <laughs> exactly. That's what and, and then I realized there was a vacancy, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Like you didn't know that was an entry. I thought it was exit only. And now I'm like, make oh. it, yeah. make it do, oh. make it do. This is what juice cleanses are for. Yeah. Yeah. Juice oh. cleanse for a couple of days. Oh. Satan's finger feels like nothing. Right, right. I thought that I was so fucking flawed. I was like, man, God must have either God failed, which no, because God's right, impossible. Two, Satan must have really fucked up, or I am just a goddamn, I'm a bad receptor. Right. But then I had had so many people, this is going to fuck them up hard when I tell them this. I had so many people tell me how they connected with God when I led worship. Mm. I was like, I know I'm a good receptor. I know I'm a fucking good (laughs) little conduit. Yeah. I've five years of people being like, yo, when you sing, I'm fucking locked into God. (laughs) Yeah. 
you tell that to a 15 year old and don't fuck with their fucking ego. Yeah. And so then I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty locked into the old God spirit thing. (laughs) Like I'm a good receiver and I'm a good giver. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm the fucking cowboy in the woods, like waiting for the alien to come by with my camera. I'm like, I, I know when he's coming, we've got it timed out. And like for when it went away and I was like, Oh, I still know how to charm people. Sure. I still know how to sit down with a fucking near stranger and yeah. connect. Sure. Like that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Is that fake? If I deleted God, is this a, is this a performance? Is is meeting someone and being decent a performance? And I was like, no. That seems pretty fucking deep to my core is to be decent. Mm-hmm. And the dogma has nothing to do with that. So virgin birth crucifixion raised from the dead fucking Saul Paul to Saul whatever Saul to Paul <laughs> fucking <laughs> Romans like we put him in jail write a hundred letters translate him from fucking Greek to fucking Jewish to fucking American <laughs> yeah fuck me I don't think any of that shit compre- or compromises the fucking ethics of love Mm. of of honesty of like tenderness of monogamy you know i'm i'm fuck whoever you want i don't i'm not even a pro monogamous but if that's your thing i think you can abide by it and still be a fucking yeah commitment don't believe to in anything right. right i can believe in the fucking tv on the wall here and still want to go home and be like decent to my dogs and not kick them sure. when they fucking do bad shit like and that to me was always what actually they were always telling us. They were like, God is love. God is love. God is love. God is love. Mm. And I was like, I was like, hell yeah on that. <laughs> and then they were like, but also God is like not having sex before you're married. <laughs> and, and he I was like, wiped out oh. a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, Have you heard about, <laughs> yeah, dude? <laughs> yo, like there was like uh. 10 people on earth and one of them had to kill their kid. <laughs> yeah. That's just God's rules. <laughs> Cain killed Abel. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. They were like, they only had like 10 on earth and they were like, get rid of 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 them. (laughs) And now we have like a hundred billion and people are like, no, God needs more. (laughs) We're going to need everyone to keep every one of their babies they're carrying because God needs more little soldiers. Don't fight in his no more for God. Yeah. Don't forget about the flood wiping out, you know, however many people were on earth and leaving. Oh, I mean, we could talk for days. Just we could talk for days about this. I just 30 days and 30 nights. I'm just happy. (laughs) I'm happy that we're fucking 40. I'm happy. I'm happy that we're I'm happy that we're just sawing this up a little bit. Hope that any human benefits from us processing this, even if it's offensive, man. I feel like it's it's beneficial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I my mom might listen to this. My mom might text me and say, "Not my favorite. Not not your best work." Yeah, my mom. My mom listens to every episode, and like even the beginning. And I've told her this, so she's listening, and she's like, "What is he gonna say?" What's your mom's Uh, name? Carol. Carol. Yeah. My name is Nick. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry for using the f word so many times. I am a very sweet guy, boy man and your son is so sweet and he he's holding great eye contact oh, you raised him so thank well you, thank you and be so proud of this little human you uh, made she's carol probably he's, he's probably crying right now are you uh, laying of hands <laughs> uh carol i i have been anointed with oil 
and I will be putting oil into your son's feet to make sure that he walks in the path of righteousness after this podcast recording. We are all going to be on fire after tonight. Uh, man, um, I don't even know where to go from here. Um, so medium builds going on tour next week. Yeah, that is what I want to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. Fill us in with the medium build uh, schedule. Like, I yeah. want to hear about the tour because he mentioned that and I, yeah. I didn't know. You yeah, know, I'm a, I, I've, I've, you're new to my, the build. I'm new to the build. <laughs> new to the build. Yeah. I'm like a schmedium build. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. You're a small build. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, fuck, man. It should be simple. I should just say it's simple. Medium build's been doing this thing for a long time, Kyle. We've been playing shows in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go back home to Atlanta or Nashville, I usually try to sneak in a show or two. And then around 2017, I started doing like other town shows, right? I, my friend Emma Hill, you guys are familiar yeah. with Emma Hill. Yeah. Emma Hill booked me my first tour down the West Coast. I played all these house shows, living rooms for folks she had played living room shows for. Mm. So Emma got my foot in on like getting on the road and playing. And then I was like, well, I'll just reach out to some of these bars alone and I'll just book some of these. And then I got a, homie from Instagram I met when I was on tour with Quinn Christofferson. She was like, I'll help you book something. And then through that, I got a manager and through that, I got a booking agent. So like, it's Domino's. This, yeah. Domino's yeah. man in a long, a long, like five years of trying of like being like, man, it'd be really cool to like play something other than the fucking writer's block. Right. Like <laughs> no offense to the writer's block, tight gig. Love it. Played a hundred of those. But just something different. I would love for another town. I'd love to try my material out on another town and seeing if there's some other sure. like agnostic <clears throat> fucking alcoholic bros that might want to be like, yeah, me too. You know, like I know I'm not everybody's thing, but I would love to go find out if there's some more of me's. Right. And maybe if find out what they think and find out people who aren't me's what they mm-hmm. think and write stories about them and use this little song and dance number as a vehicle to get the fuck around the States and the country and get the fuck out. And, um, so that's kind of just slowly developed. And in COVID we got really good luck with like Spotify algorithm shit. Like one of our nice. songs, be your boy got like a ton of fucking algorithmic. Yeah. Discover weekly plays. Yeah. So that's a lot of discover weekly. Oh, wow. So a lot of alg- like that's not like a hand, like a person curated. That's like an algorithmic. Hmm. They'll, push it to people. They're like, Oh, they like similar type songs. Hmm. So that kind of helped us a ton. And then I got a a great manager in in like end of 2019. And, um, she kind of just like, you know, pointed me in some really good directions, like release less, try harder, get better (laughs) videos, like, you know, filter focus. Right. Don't just fucking shotgun blast tunes into the ether every fucking day, (laughs) which is kind of my program from like 2015 to 2020 was like write a song, record it, drink a beer about it, listen to it, get high, listen to it again, fucking put it out. (laughs) Like it was like, that's it. This is perfect. I just got stoned and I'm crying listening to me sing about my own childhood trauma. It's probably perfect. Let's put it out. And so like that worked for getting like Anchorage on the back and on the team. But like nobody was listening really, except for like a little bit in Nashville and Atlanta where I grew up. So great manager, Great luck on the algorithms. And then, uh, yeah, this is our, I went on like a solo tour last year, about a year ago, post COVID first big tour back out. 
and there was like fans, like people were showing up. Awesome. Like played in Athens, Georgia, the college town of like not far from where I grew up. I'd never played in Athens. I really don't have any more, a lot of like all my childhood homies go to Athens, but like I'm 30 years old. No one was still there. So I showed up and there was like 15 kids there. And like four of them had driven from like North Carolina. They were like, yo, I've just found your shit on Discover Weekly on Spotify. And I drove me and my girlfriend are obsessed with your shit. That's awesome. So it's not even a Georgia homie. Like from, like there was like no one from my childhood. There was just like internet randos. I was like, oh, okay, this thing's working in my favor. Yeah. And then the whole, that was like the first day of tour. And so the rest of the tour, I was like, every day there would be at least one kid who would come up to the merch table and like buy a shirt and be like, yeah, your shit popped up on my discover and I'm obsessed and damn. I'll be here every day and I'll buy whatever you put out. And I'm just like, damn, this is really helpful and insanely lucky. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, you can't, you can kind of like, there's avenues to try to pay for that shit. Right. You have to do a lot of jumping and dancing and you have to have numbers. You have to kind of put up some numbers before you can even buy some of those lists. So mm-hmm. the fact that I just got those algorithmically, like without even doing anything like that felt like a huge, like lottery win. And so then, then fans converted. And then we started like really focusing, putting out singles and like now we're, I don't know. I, I think we've got like a good little base going on. Yeah, I think, I, there's a, I think there's a really nice Anchorage base. Um, we played like a little fundraiser show for tour on Friday at Aquila space mm-hmm. and like we raised like 1500 bucks. So we're, we're going out. We leave on Friday and we'll be out for a month. Where's, uh, where's the first stop? Uh, so we go to Nashville for a week to rehearse, Oh, nice! but mm-hmm. the first show is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then we just bop around the East coast. I'm oh, gonna, it's East I'm gonna, coast tour. I'm huh? going to have Jason swing by and see the show. He's in Charlotte. Oh, is he? Yeah. I thought he was oh, American, fuck so. yeah. Oh, yeah, we're tell doing, him to come. Doing Charlotte. We're doing like uh, Raleigh Chapel Hill. Yeah. We're doing Charlottesville, Virginia. We're doing Louisville, Kentucky. We're doing Nashville. We're doing Sh- Charleston, South Carolina. We're doing yeah. any town that starts the ch. We're there, dude. <laughs> we're playing there. fucking Pittsburgh. Fucking Pittsburgh? Dude. You, you, Morgantown, West Virginia. Toronto, <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> are you going through New York at all? Brooklyn. Oh, you are doing Brooklyn. Brooklyn oh, yeah. Man, I'm jealous. I love that city. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I'm stoked. Mm-mm-mm. It's sold out already. We have a tiny. We we're playing like a like a tiny like eighty person room in Brooklyn, and we sold it out in like three days. Whoa, so that's, that's a cool. good feeling. Yeah, damn. Yeah. yeah, well, that's great. Well, where can everybody find more about Medium Build? If you want to know more about Medium Build, uh, you can keep up with me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, YouTube. I think Tumblr, YouTube, all of Tumblr. it. You're doing all of it, dude. You know what? My manager really helps, man. Okay. She, she posts on TikTok for me. I was gonna say, you, you got, I feel like one you can do by yourself, but yeah. then when you start adding two and three and, and four, five, oh, and yeah. It's just like, Instagram is mainly me. The YouTube is just cool, whatever. All the yeah. videos. The TikTok is the one she really carries the weight on. That shit's that's what, yeah, dude. I keep hearing even like a. Uh, Someone was telling us, he's, he's like, oh, are you in a band and you're still doing stuff? Like, are you on TikTok? And I'm like, no. And he's like, what the hell are you even doing then? And I'm like, I'm having fun, dude. Like, and so he was like very adamant about we have to be on Instagram and TikTok now. Yeah. Like, it's a big thing. Yeah. And so like, what, what are you posting content on TikTok? Okay. Like, so here's the, the problem. I've thought that TikTok was just like going to be my platform to be like funny guy. And so like for the first year I had TikTok, I was just doing shtick. 
<laughs> None of that went viral. I post like three videos of me just playing like bummer fucking depression tunes blasts off. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and I was just like, oh, yeah. this is why men can't pick what they, like we shouldn't be able to pick. It's like the sorting yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah. TikTok is the sorting hat. I was like, funny guy? And they were like, uh, depressed former youth group leader. And they were like, fuck. Every f- video of mine, people are like, church vibes. Fucking feel it, bro. Dave Bazan, Raylan Baxter. Oh my God, do you listen to fucking Dijon? Oh, hey, do you like Springsteen? Oh my God, do you like Brandon Flowers? Like, the fucking, the algorithm has you pegged. Yeah. All the commenters know what you're doing. You just get on there and be yourself. I did find it funny earlier you were saying like uh, my algorithm is full of people complaining about their therapist. And I was like, my algorithm is not like that at all. And I was like, it's got you pinned, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that's the thing. The thing learns you so quick. So like when people discover me on TikTok or on their Spotify discover, they fucking latch. Mm, You know, that's the market we've created. Yeah. It's the same way that like every time Instagram shows me a pair of like five inch inseam shorts, I'm just like, God damn it. Smash the fucking buy button. Buy right the fuck now. Get it to me right now. Like they know that I'm that bitch. I'm that little millennial boy. It's like, I'm going to need that. Yeah, I'm going to need those. Yeah, come in red, white, and blue or what? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I need that right now. The five inches are, are key. Dude, uh, the five inch inseam. They, yeah. So I would just say, if you do want to engage with those platforms with your band, like just do it authentically, do it in a way where you don't feel like a fucking fake piece of shit. Yeah. Cause there's fucking 40 year old Gen Xers out there being total goofballs and blowing up just cause, because there's other people like you on there. Like don't get on there trying to be a 17 year old, get there, get on there and be your, your ass and be like, this is me. Yeah. And then there will be someone that's like, Fuck me too. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the whole fucking goal of all this shit, right? Is that we're less lonely. Like the algorithm, while it sucks because you're like in your little fucking little greenhouse of your own beliefs, it is helpful to find the other people that like feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can also create a a a, a real life of talking to parents who don't believe that and ha- and create like a fucking a mixed uh, a menu you're like a little bit of my digital platform where everyone believes the same shit I do. And then I'm going to go to the diner and I'm going to listen to people say really offensive shit. And I'm going to go to this church and other process other, you know, or my partner's going to bring other beliefs, like keep a fucking smorgasbord of beliefs, but like farm that shit where people believe what you believe. Like no, no harm in that, bro. I'm all good on getting on there and talking about my therapy and my struggles with substances and people being like, Oh, medium build up tattoo on that on my fucking heart. Like I don't have to be depressed every day to like go sing those songs. And that took me a while to learn too. Mm. Sure. I don't have to be a depressed piece of shit to sing the songs that I wrote when I was a depressed piece of shit. Interesting. Cause people can engage with them later. Yeah. It's the, you're, if you chop this interview into a fucking TikTok in two years from now, a TikTok from two years ago blasts off you're not going to be like, no, that's not how we feel today. <laughs> you know, right. people engage yeah. with it yeah. when they do. And that's, yeah, that's on God. That's not on us. <laughs> oh, God. oh man. Well, I think that's a, a good place to uh, wrangle up this talk, man. Uh, well, thank you for coming on, dude. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry yeah. for just literally just no, yelling. This was no ranting for a million minutes. This is what we Absolutely. want the podcast to be. Yeah. Is people come on and be able to, you know, be themselves. And we talk about nothing's off limit. That's what we'd love to have. 
Yeah. I love it. And Boners. we'll see if other people believe that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and there you guys have it, our episode with Nick Carpenter from Medium Build. We shut off the episode right after we finished talking, and then we just sat there for another 30, 45 minutes showing each other video clips. He showed us some music that's going to be coming out. It's all phenomenal. Yeah. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Yeah, it was really cool because like, he was because we were talking about, you know, of course, he just listened to the interview. We, we were talking about religion and all that stuff, and that was just like in the forefront of our minds. And so he's like, hey, do you guys want to hear a song? Like he's no one's ever heard this as far as like publicly. Um, and it was like a demo track with just him and his acoustic guitar. And he hands me his phone with the lyrics and we play it through our headphones. And it was really, really special moment. And I thought that was really cool to, of him to just be like, I think you guys are going to like this, you know, check this song out. And honestly, like it is phenomenal. And it really resonates with people like if you really resonated with this episode of where we were talking in our conversation, this song will definitely resonate with you. And I feel like not just this song, but a lot of Nick's catalog will really go far with you. Like will really, um, I don't know, ma- make sense to you. I think that's what you should do is you should go check out Nick on Medium Build on Spotify and iTunes and go like his pages and all that stuff on Instagram at Medium Build. And I'd like to you, if you're on Instagram, to go check out at Go Fix Yourself Podcast. Now, we have been saying that in the past, and we've been pretty bad about updating it. But now we found our rhythm. I think with doing these guests and having guests on, we're finding a rhythm in like having actual things to market. Instead of just me and Kyle talking about whatever we want to talk about, this is actually something interesting. And we want you guys to hear these conversations and uh, tell us what you think about them. And I think that's a really great community platform to to do that on so go follow us at at go fix yourself podcast and is that anything anything else kyle you know we just got a plethora of guests coming through the studio here in the next few weeks and i think we think that you guys are going to enjoy a lot of them so give us that feedback we need to make sure we are giving you guys everything you want and we will (laughs) see you next week (laughs) see ya Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Steven will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. And remember to always go fix yourself.